you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Have you ever memorized the lyrics to a song, and you were 100% sure that those were the exact lyrics? But then, after a while, when you go back and listen to that song, you realize the lyrics have changed? It could be you were wrong all along, or it could be that you just experienced the Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect is a global occurrence where a group of people remember specific details about an event, an item, a script, and or even lyrics to a song, but later come to find that they were completely wrong of how they remembered it. Paranormal researcher Fiona Broom coined the term Mandela Effect when she created a website where she shared all of the details of a false memory she had regarding former South African President Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. She even remembered international news coverage and actually found others who remembered the same identical details of that memory. But to her surprise, Nelson Mandela did not die in prison in the 1980s. He served 27 years of his prison sentence and later became the president of South Africa. He actually served from 1994 to 1999 and later passed away in 2013. But Nelson Mandela is not the only collective false memory we have had or the earliest. When it comes to movies and television shows, many remember the famous 1950 show, I Love Lucy. Many can actually remember Ricky Ricardo saying, Lucy, you've got some splaining to do. But in reality, he has never said that. And many other popular programs after that have even used that line. Apparently what he has said is Lucy Splain, and eventually that evolved into the misquote. Another famous line that almost everyone knows is that of Star Wars. Luke, I am your father. Same thing, many people remember it this way, and many television shows and many movies have used this quote, but it's actually wrong. The correct line is, no, I am your father. And I gotta say, it doesn't feel right this way. And for all of you who have ever watched a Disney movie, how many of you remember Tinkerbell at the beginning of the movie flying over the Disney castle and dotting the eye with her magic wand? I know I do. But again, it has never happened. 
But what about that famous song by Queen, We Are the Champions? Many people remember the end of that song as, We are the champions of the world. I know, I know, it's hard to believe, but it does not end like that. It's simply, We are the champions. There has never been no of the world. And even if you go back and you listen to that song and you wait to the end, you won't find it. And many people have said, well, maybe he ended it that way in one of his live concerts. You won't find any proof of that either. But with songs, and especially television shows and movies, it's difficult to say. Because with movies, for example, there are many director's cuts, there are theatrical releases, there are deleted scenes, there are added scenes. So there's a lot to go off of that many people can easily misremember things. But let's put your visual memory to the test. How many of you remember the Monopoly guy with a monocle? Well, he doesn't have one. Yep, he never did. I know I remember him having a monocle, but apparently he never did. And many are saying that we're just confusing him with the Mr. Peanut guy. Okay, what about that brand? The Fruit of the Loom. Does it have a cornucopia, or does it not? Because I remember it with a cornucopia, but apparently it's never had one. If you look it up on the internet, all you'll find are people who have photoshopped the monocle onto the Monopoly guy and people who have photoshopped the cornucopia onto that brand. And even when you're looking at that photoshopped picture, it feels right. Alright, one more. And this one's pretty recent. You know that pressure cooker? Is it Instapot or Instant Pot? Because I remember it being Instapot, because it made me think of Instagram. But apparently, it's Instant Pot. And there are so many other more examples, like Looney Tunes. Is it Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S, or is it Tunes, T-O-O-N-S? Because again, I remember it being Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S because it made me think of cartoons. I just picked out some of the more popular ones to use as examples. And with the Mandela Effect, of course, there are also theories on what causes this. The first theory is the most obvious, and that is false memories. And false memories can be composed of part fiction and part fact. There is actually a book called The Seven Sins of Memory by Daniel Schachter, where he goes over pretty much the seven reasons why and how your memory can fail you. The first is absent-mindedness, and this is when you walk into a room and you forget why. And this is because you weren't paying attention or you were paying too much attention to something else. The second is known as blocking. And this is when you have a word or a phrase on the tip of your tongue and you can't quite remember it 
that's because your memories are blocking your ability to recall that information. Next is transience. And this is when you try to remember what you ate for lunch last week, or last month, or even last year. And this is because memories tend to fade over time. And this is why eyewitness credibility can make a huge difference. The fourth is misattribution. And this is when you can't remember the exact source of a memory. This probably happens most when you hear information that you think is valuable enough to keep stored in your brain, but you can't remember where or who you heard it from. Number five is suggestibility. And this is when most people ask leading questions. Like, for example, if I were to ask you, what time in the afternoon did you see the man walking down the street? Because one, it suggests that you saw the man. Two, it suggests that you saw him in the afternoon. And three, it suggests that it was a man. The sixth sin of memory is bias. Because we make meaning of things and or people based off our prior knowledge. For example, you might remember a person to look suspicious based off the clothing they were wearing. If they were wearing baggy clothing, maybe a hooded sweater, perhaps from your experience and your prior knowledge, you might associate that with suspicious people. And lastly, the seventh sin is persistence. And to the contrary, this is where you can't forget a memory, such as a traumatic event. But I want to go back to suggestibility, because I heard about an example that a psychologist conducted, where one group of people were asked, about how fast were the cars going when they collided with each other. And another group was asked about how fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other. Because the choice of verb made a huge difference in the participants' answers. The group that was asked about how fast were the cars going when they collided with each other answered about 30 miles per hour. And the other group that was asked about how fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other answered about 40 miles per hour. And so given this example, suggestibility plays a huge part and can influence severely our memory. But can large groups of people actually misremember the same thing? Because another theory, another more exciting and fascinating theory, in my opinion, is that we jumped into an alternate universe. One example I heard about the multiverse theory is to think of it as bubble wrap. Each bubble is a universe. But when they merge together, that's when realities can collide with each other. And this would be the moment where we jump 
into alternate realities. So if you remember the Monopoly guy not having a monocle, and I remember him having a monocle, then that means I may be from an alternate reality, an alternate universe, where he did have one and somehow jumped into your reality. Some people go as far as to believe that whenever you wake up and see a random bruise or a cut or a scratch on your body, that that's where you were injured in another universe, and that's how you were transferred into this one. This is part of the quantum immortality theory, where it states that we never actually die. We are just transferred into an alternate universe, where things play out differently here. But are Mandela effects really just false memories? Or are they actually proof that we jumped into an alternate universe? What do you guys think? Let me know. Well guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you guys enjoyed the episode, and if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and or follow us on social media on Instagram at lauralavender.mb And lastly, if you have any questions or any feedback or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing, please email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.